Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of the Review Point podcast, coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I'm your host, the man who calls the shots over at Fanboys. That's Tony Mango talking right now. And joining me on the panel tonight, I've got with me Sam Lassio. Alan. Alan. Ah. And Ronnie Brown. Hold on to your butts. Nice. I was hoping somebody would have that line. (laughs) (laughs) So if you haven't already figured it out now by what we've just said and you know the title of the whole thing that you're checking out and the image and all the other kind of ways that you should possibly figure this out but it's not the actual movie (laughs) we are going to be talking about jurassic world that's our review point that we're going to be doing today and if you don't know what review point is it's pretty simple it's basically just a movie review but we try to make it a little bit easier on ourselves instead of doing like a five scale movie star thing or something for each little part we just talk about whether it was a hit or a miss which is essentially a positive or a negative. And we break it down in a couple different ways. We go through the plot, mostly the characters, because it's a lot easier to go through the plot when you talk about the characters. And, you know, we spit out some other stuff, special effects, music, blah, blah, blah. You guys should know the score by now. And you should uh, have checked out all the other episodes, because that's what you should be doing. And yeah. And doing all that stuff. So, warning ahead of time. If you don't know, we will be covering spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie yet, and you don't want to know what happens... Bookmark this, go watch the movie, then come back and check us out, because you can't skip out the whole checking us out thing. And uh, if you don't care about spoilers, then awesome. Now you can just listen, and you can have us spoil all the times that dinosaurs are dinosaurs, and that people are people, and that that clashes. <laughs> Wait, I have to go see the movie. Hold on. <laughs> there are dinosaurs, and they get out, Ronnie. Ah, uh, fuck, I watched the wrong movie. I watched Cretaceous World. <laughs> oh, man. You saw the meteor at the end? <laughs> So, uh, if you checked out our For Real Movie Club for the last uh, edition of that, we talked a lot about the other movies. We're not going to be covering Jurassic Park and everything because that's not the movie that we're going to be reviewing here. But we'll, you know, reference things here and there, talk about uh, this was better than those movies, this was worse, I'm so glad that there wasn't a hallucination, like different stuff like that. But um, no real, like, let's break down everything that happens in those. Go back and check them out if you're really in dinosaur mode and you want to listen to us talk about that stuff. But overall first impressions of Jurassic World, what did you guys think, Ronnie? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a worthy entry in the franchise, and I was just going into it hoping and beyond hope that it would be good, and I came out pleased. What about you, Sam? Positive, negative? Definitely a positive. This was leaps and bounds better than the second and third movie, which for some reason there are people that say that the second movie is better than the first one, and those people are what I like to call wrong. (laughs) I thought that was your. I thought that's what you were saying. Is I think the second movie is better than the first one. Oh no! uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm one of the few people that legitimately enjoys The Lost World. I think it's a good movie. I like it, and I watch it when it comes on TV. But there are some people who think it's better than the first one. Whatever. Jurassic (laughs) World is definitely up there. Like, reducing for the nostalgia factor, I'd even put it on par with the first one in just quality of a film. I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) But it's definitely better than the second and third. And... When it comes to a lot of the things in the second and the third, it was like, well, no shit, of course it had to be. Because <laughs> there's some really bad stuff in those. But um, I went into this with the same kind of nostalgia factor. I was like, you know, I, I'm only seeing this movie because Jurassic Park was so good. And because when I was a kid and I saw Jurassic Park, it was just like, oh my god, this is fucking amazing. 
if that would have been a movie that I didn't really like, never would have watched this second, never would have watched the third, never would have watched this, because, shit, I'm not watching, like, uh, you know, the Rambo movies, or, um, I would I would have said Rocky, but I've seen them, so, <laughs> I don't know why I'm in this, like, anti-Stallone mode uh, right now, but, uh, you know, if you watch a movie and you start watching the sequels and stuff, then you kind of have to start seeing the sequels, unless there's something really bad, you know. Saw is a good example. Saw the first one, saw the second one, saw the third one. Third was just so bad, I couldn't possibly watch the others. So if they came out with like some, you know, reboot of Saw, no fucking way am I going to watch it. But you come up with Jurassic World, hell yeah, you got my 15 bucks. Which, by the way, 15.25 for a goddamn movie ticket? Really? Well, you, you did get the premium like XD, like it was it was it wasn't IMAX, but it was a large screen and all that, so. Still, I, I like, get even, it. Even when I even I saw it in IMAX and that was like 17 something. So that's well, kind of ridiculous. I saw it earlier today in just regular 2D, no anything, and it was only 7 and a quarter. Well, that was a midday showing too, right? Yeah, it wasn't at night. Ridiculous, man. They, they wonder why these movie theaters are going to go extinct like the dinosaurs, and it's because the fucking movie tickets are goddamn expensive. They're so not we're going to stop. Anymore, Tony. We're going to stop talking about Jurassic World and start reviewing movie ticket prices. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> well, you know, corporate greed. That's a uh, symbolism that pops up in this movie quite a bit. That first park was legit. <laughs> <laughs> Verizon Wireless presents the Indominus Rex. Before we get into uh, the character breakdown, I do want to talk about that. That's actually a big note of mine, is product placement. Uh, Lowry, uh, one of the best characters, well, you know, talk about him. He totally bemoaned the idea. He mentioned that Pepsi uh, presents the Pepsi-saurus or something like that. Then later on, they show Chris Pratt, and he's drinking a Coke, you know. Then they've got, like, one of the things that bothered me so much, and I... Originally, I had this down as, at the end of this review, we're going to go over our biggest hit and our biggest miss. This was originally my biggest miss, was Jimmy fucking Fallon showing up. And when it first showed him, I was I literally was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. What the fuck, man? Like, it, Jimmy Fallon's a guy that I think he's funny, but at the same time, I think he's very annoying. And, like, I appreciate that he is, you know, the guy now. I was always a Lano guy, um, but seeing him pop up in this, it felt so out of place, and it was so annoying, and I thought it was completely unnecessary. And then I went to Reddit, and I checked out a couple different links of people doing the reviews and stuff for Jurassic World, and one person brought out something that made me just go, shit, you got me. They pointed out that in the first Jurassic Park movie, they specifically mentioned when they did that little um, informational ride... John Hammond says, oh, the voice talking is Richard Kiley. We spent no, uh, spared no expense. And they were like, that's the same thing, but now. And I'm like, shit. And that's if Jurassic point. World was a real thing, they would get celebrity it. endorsements or something like that. And you'd get, like, talk show hosts doing the ride narrations and stuff. Yeah, like, they, they would have done exactly that. And I was just thinking of, like, the rides that you see in Disney and stuff. They have people do that, and they have them act like idiots and whatever, and I was just like, son of a bitch, you planned that out, you did it the way that you should have, and I was just, like, being cynical about it, so. 
even the product placements weren't a big deal. Like when mm-hmm. uh, Owen was drinking the Coke, I actually took notice of the fact that Coca-Cola was not like he didn't turn the bottle so that Coca-Cola was readable. It was just you could see the Coca part and you knew what it was, but it wasn't in your face. And right. the other product placements like the Verizon wireless thing, him talking like Pepsi-saurus and Tostito Don, like <laughs> that it actually makes complete sense. That in Disney World, I'm sure they've got like AT&T presents this ride or something like that. Right. Yeah, so so actually I was not upset with it. Yeah. They, fa- and they, they had, figured out like, a way to do product Starbucks. placement in a way that it kind of didn't seem like it was product placement. Yeah. There was a Starbucks yeah. in the park, but all you would see is like, oh, look, there's the Starbucks. It wasn't like, go eat at Starbucks. It was just, oh, well, there's the Starbucks in Jurassic World, and there's the eatery, and stuff like that. And the Margaritaville. And the Margaritaville. <laughs> yeah, like, there wasn't a part where, like, you know, they, they had to beat you over the head so much where, say velociraptors are coming after them and they're like but their one weakness is outback steakhouse <laughs> and like throw them quick, some steak you know quick throw the well done steak to distract them yeah these well done steaks we picked up very cheap for only 9.99 with our outback specials <laughs> like do you think raptors like blooming onions throw it anyway <laughs> oh they have to love blooming onions with their amazing taste and affordable prices <laughs> you know? here's the mosasaurus presented by burger king have it your way. <laughs> Disclaimer, no companies have sponsored this podcast. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Sponsor it. <laughs> I'll gladly show your product. I don't care. I'll be a... Please. I'll be a ha- hypocrite. Burger King, have it your way. <laughs> if we start having Pepsi Presents Review Point, we'll have much better audio quality, much better video quality. <laughs> Let's get some celebrity endorsements while we're at it. Yeah, come on, Jimmy Fallon. I said that you were good in the movie. Help me out. <laughs> um, so let's start talking about characters though uh, obviously the two main characters that we have here are Owen Grady and Claire De- uh, Deering which I don't think they ever mentioned Claire's last name in the movie I had to look that up um, there's actually a bit of a back and forth that I'm seeing online where people are arguing who is the main character who would you guys say because to me it comes off like you are supposed to be cheering for Owen and stuff, but really it is Claire that drives most of the action of the film. I would say that, yeah, Claire is the one who kind of undergoes the most change. So she, a lot of the story is kind of driven by her, but Owen is just the badass action hero. So for me, it, for me, I feel like they're kind of even. I would argue that there is no central main character. That you've got the brothers, you've got Owen, and then you've got Claire. Almost like how you would have in the Avengers, where it's like, no one Avenger was the focus, it was kind of like the team. In this movie, it's like, you've got Owen's story, Claire's story, and the brother's story. And by the end, they all sort of meet. Well, I hope that how most of these movie production houses are trying to get their own universe now, like... uh... Transformers is going to be a universe and Universal movies uh, like the the monster movies are going to be a universe. They better not do a Jurassic World one where the, each of these characters gets a fucking spinoff because <laughs> I don't want like the Zach Mitchell story. <laughs> He's good enough on his own like that. Uh, but it makes sense. I mean, they share weight here and there and it's uh it's good because if they would have just followed one character kind of would have been a little stale, I think. 
But let's break down each one individually and the other characters too. Uh, let's start off with Owen though, because Owen's the man, right? Oh Absolutely. yeah, even the kids thought so. Right, <laughs> I did like that. That it was like, can we stay with you? Yeah, of course. I'm not going to leave you guys. No, no, no him. <laughs> no, I'm going to stay with the guy who knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh yeah, the people in this. The second time I saw it, the people cracked up. There were a lot more kids the second time. Uh, middle of the day instead of when did we go? Seven o'clock at night or something like that. That's still too late. Seven o'clock, and it was the very first showing, and the advance, like the expensive tickets and stuff. Yeah, Although which I, I wore my crying. little bottle opener. <laughs> what, just in case there was, like, a random bottle that needed to be opened, you could swoop in and save the day? <laughs> Damn right. And it had the Jurassic World logo. Thanks, yeah, Cinemark. That Coke bottle. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, and I did appreciate the, uh, when they were, I forget which character said it, but they're talking about, like, yeah, we do this, this, and this, and then they charge $7 for a soda. And I'm like, motherfuckers, that's what happened in New York Comic Con. <laughs> I think it was, uh, Hoskins that said that, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, right, when he's talking to Owen about the Raptors. Good old Kingpin. It's his plan. Season two. Just sell lots of expensive coke. I am right. the ill intent using the Raptors for military use. <laughs> Notice I said coke, not Coca-Cola. So I technically would be right if that happens and it's cocaine. You would. You heard it here <laughs> first. Predictions. If you want to check out your Daredevil predictions, go to the Jurassic World review point. <laughs> And we're doing everything in this podcast, reviewing movie ticket prices, throwing out their devil predictions. What else can we do? So I'm at Walmart earlier. And I, <laughs> uh, so Owen Grady, a very cool character overall, I think. Um, they they kept him very bare bones. He was just generic action hero in a lot of ways, but he didn't need to be anything else because we had those other characters. Like he He didn't have like a full story arc. You know, the beginning of the movie, he wants to respect the animals at the end of him. He wants to respect the animals and uh, he shoots a gun and stuff. It's like, you know, that's all you need. And the little kids that are going to be watching this movie are just going to be looking at that and like, oh, and great. He's fucking awesome. He's the actor right. that Alan Grant never was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who looks better in blue? I always thought that that was kind of weird. <laughs> like, did they purposely do that? Give him a blue uh, denim kind of shirt to kind of reference that? He didn't have a hat, so... No, he didn't, so the whole thing's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a lot of parallels, though, like that, uh... His, what did you say his name was? Larry? The, uh... Control Room guy? Yeah, the Control Room guy. Lowry. He was kind of like, he was kind of like, uh... <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's character a little bit. A little bit, and thankfully the girl that was, uh, with him was not anything like Wayne Knight. <laughs> <laughs> she was actually nice to look at. Yeah, instead of being cast by, like, Rebel Wilson or something. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to go to the snack machine. I just thought I'd go, uh, go to the snack machine. <laughs> Dodson, just, uh, you, we got Dodson here. <laughs> See, nobody cares. Man, Dodson should have been in the movie. Oh, uh, you know what? I was actually... There was a uh, TV commercial for Jurassic World that was, like, promoting shaving cream, and they used the Barbasol thing. I was oh, actually awesome. a little disappointed it wasn't in the movie. What, Barbasol? No, like they like while while the while the brothers were running around and they found the original park. Like they didn't like oh, like I yeah. thought when I thought when they jumped in the waterfall and they made it to the shore when they were in the mud, I almost expected like to see like the can like that sitting there. Cool. That would have been a nice little Easter egg. But then like you could argue like, oh really, an entire fucking island and they found the one spot. Now um, when they originally yeah. did that part 
uh, Steven Spielberg said the only reason they added that in there was because they didn't know what the second film was going to be if they ever did a second one. And they figured that would be the easiest way to do it. So, I mean, that was built to show up again. So maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I mean, they look like they're going to be trying to get another movie out of this at the very least, if not two. Oh, well, they won't use the Barbasol. I mean, that thing only had enough. uh, Like they said, it was only cold enough to last for like a few days. And I mean, that was 20 years ago. So Yeah, the, the calculations could have been wrong. Yeah, you know, two days, of, 20 years. You two know. days, it lasted 22 years. <laughs> they forgot to, like, carry a one somewhere, and they were like, oh, man, we, you know, it was a typo. I mean, it was supposed to be years instead of days. I mean, it happened for the Jews with Hanukkah, you know, with the, <laughs> it's a nice parallel with the menorah. Yeah, you never know. It could be that, you know, a new holiday for the Jurassic World universe. Now, there is an the... interesting direction for the future. Let's, like, make this a religious obsession. It's <laughs> dinosaurs. Then in the third film that it's going to do this, it's going to have to be on the basic uh, rights of the animals. Because it'll be like, well, you know, they're really smart, the velociraptors. Can they vote? <laughs> <laughs> if we if we allow gay marriage, what's next? A man marrying yeah, raptor? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they make the dinosaur-human hybrids. The sad part is there, was, there would be people that would be doing that. <laughs> I know, oh, yeah. that's, that's not an exaggeration. And that's the sad state of our society. God damn, I hate people. Can I fuck a T-Rex? <laughs> you might not live to see another day after that, but... You know. would, it be pe- would it be pedophilia if you fucked the small one? Sam Lassio, asking the real questions. <laughs> Those are the hard-hitting things that keep us all up at night, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> How would a T-Rex give a handjob? <laughs> a very sad one. I'm going to wake up screaming at four in the morning, and that's all I'm going to be thinking about now. <laughs> You're going to be having a nightmare about this. That T-Rex is going to look pretty sucking my dick with no teeth. (laughs) Well, this was a fun podcast. See you guys. (laughs) Speaking of whatever we can possibly do to transition this. (laughs) Claire D-Ring. I talked to a friend of mine who actually didn't like the movie. The only person I've talked to so far that didn't like it. And um, he, of course, went into the whole, like, well, this isn't scientifically accurate and stuff. And it was like, you said the same thing about Tron Legacy. Like, that's not going to be you know? <laughs> Jurassic Park isn't no. real. Like, oh. we already we, – this movie is the sequel to a movie that is not based in real science. Mm. And this – actually, I read into it. This movie is more scientifically plausible than the original Jurassic Park. Not with dinosaurs, but, like, gene splicing of different creatures. Yeah. That is actually – there's real science to that. Like, um, if he was upset, like, this isn't accurate, it's like they're fucking dinosaurs. And it was flat out stated in the movie, you didn't ask for reality. So. Yeah, I loved that part, when Dr. Wu was saying that, and it's like, he even admits, like, if they had the full DNA intact, the dinosaurs would even look different. If you guys don't know, velociraptors, real velociraptors, were not that big. They were really small, they'd come up, like, just past your knee. And yet, here, they're gigantic. Really that small? Yeah, they were that small, and they were feathered. Well, they're, those aren't that dangerous. I mean, you could kick those little fuckers. <laughs> Keep them as pets. I don't, I don't know. Those right. little tiny ones did kick the shit out of that, like, six-year-old girl. And it's like, oh, God, I'm so scared of this ferret. <laughs> <laughs> what he mentioned, though, one of the things that he actually did like about the movie, he was just like, so how about that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and her oily sheen that they gave her and I was like oh my god I'm so glad you pointed it out because that was one of the first notes that I wrote down after I got back from watching the movie was like 
they they really uh, hit you over the head toward the end there. She's got the ripped clothing, you know, uh, the massive cleavage is showing or whatever. She looks like she's sweaty and all that. She looks like super, you know, uh, as much of like prep work for a photo shoot as you can possibly get. And then she's like laying down in this seductive pose and it's like, all right, I get it. She's hot. <laughs> but, all she was missing was a sweaty panting leather daddy. Right. But there's that didn't bother me. Cause it's like, all right, you're just, you know, pandering kind of, I get it. You know, you did the same thing with uh, Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy where you have the shirtless scene. And yeah, stuff. that, like, shower or, like, what a yeah. decontamination scene. So it's like... Oh, but, but they took out the Zoe Saldana part, bastards. <laughs> See, now we're going to get into Guardians of the Galaxy. We really give you some of everything. A little bit. Just but, like um, Jurassic World. But with that, though, like... My problem, I had no problem with that whatsoever. What I did have a problem with, how the hell was she running in those freaking heels? Yeah, outrunning the fucking T-Rex. The, yeah. Even the second time watching it. It's like, I don't buy, especially for how close to it she was before she started running. Right. Yeah, and She's she, running full force. Like, you can't even do that with sneakers, probably. I mean, I, I guess in all fairness, if you have that adrenaline pumping through you when a T-Rex is coming after you, then maybe... Maybe. Also, to be fair, we're three dudes talking about the unrealistic running of a woman in high heels. We have never wore high heels. Speak, Speak for, for yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> secrets come out. Yes, they do. I remember this one time getting chased by this T-Rex. <laughs> I remember this one time wearing high heels. I had a flare in one hand and... Was very well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I tied my uh, my jacket thing to make it look like I was serious. I liked the uh, the, the use of the flare as a throwback to the first movie because yeah, like she good. used it and they used it while they were like watching the T Rex. Yeah, like, the, in, that and that they poor, even brought the goat back. That poor fucking goat. Uh, Same goat know, too. I don't know what they said, but somebody when that goat showed up, somebody like went like oh or something to say like they knew that goat was fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We had a guy sitting in front of us, though, and uh, this guy made some parts so much better because he was just, like, real giggly when he was supposed to be and stuff, and it was, like, um, when the one, the the annoying assistant, her name's, like, Zara or something, I think? Yeah, the British one. Yeah. Uh, when she was, like, clearly going to get fucked, he was just kind of like, oh, that is it. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, like... the, audience, the audience gasped when the pterodactyl picked her up. But then, like, as soon as it dropped her and she hit the water, like, a good two-thirds of the theater went, oh, my God. That's exactly what happened in mine, too. <laughs> like, they knew that she was fucked then. That that was probably the most brutal death in the movie. Yeah. Just because it was, was so a... prolonged. Yeah. It was terrifying. Like, you didn't know what was going to happen to her. Like, you assumed she's probably dead, but you didn't know how. And then, oh, my God. That's a, that's a fucking way to go. That same friend said that that should have been Hoskins' death because it was so brutal. No, I was like, like you know what? The she Raptors were the perfect hell. death. You know, yeah, he had to have uh, gotten killed by the Raptors. They set that up well in advance for him pissing them off and stuff. Oh yeah, right. So, totally disagree with that, Mark. <laughs> um, Claire, though, she was a character that I didn't dislike and a lot of those kind of characters they can be very bitchy or they can be very stupid or you know like there's kind of 
a lot of movie um, characters that are in that kind of position, they either go full-on damsel in distress where they're useless or they try so hard not to be that they just beat you over the head with, like, I'm not a damsel in distress. I'm going to be the one that punches a dinosaur in the face and stuff. And it was like, oh, give me a break. I think she was a good balance between that, um, where she, she wasn't annoying. She was a little bitchy, but she was supposed to be. But she wasn't annoying bitchy. And she was clearly the opposite of the Owen Grady character, because they needed to be. They couldn't both be badasses. So I actually liked her pretty much. I'd give her both her and Owen hits. What about you guys? Is that something that um, stood out to you about Claire, or was she just like, meh? Yeah, that could have been a really bad character. It could have just been the annoying bitch who saves the day at the end. But, like, even though she did get the T-Rex, like, she did get the idea for that, it, it wasn't outside of the realm of possibility. She didn't go from a pencil pusher to, like, the hero of the movie. She was just, what she knew, she utilized. She knew the park, she knew where the animals were, so she was able to use that as an advantage. But that, like, nothing was unbelievable to me about that character. Yeah, she didn't suddenly pick up a spear and start, like, slaughtering dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been, been a little much. Just a little bit. But, no, I agree. I think that, yeah, she was a little bitchy, but it wasn't, like, malicious bitchy. She wasn't a bad person. It's just that, you know, she got so caught up in her work in her career that she never really had time for anything else and i like i like little moments to try to humanize her a little bit even earlier in the movie like when she first sees the kids and she mentions to zach oh it's been what three four years seven seven years but close and i like that there's that little she felt bad about that you could see that in that moment and i like the phone call with her sister just I'd like those little moments to kind of humanize her a little more before all the shit really started going down. There was one part of the phone call I didn't like, though. And they they really, like, I understand they needed to show this, but I feel like they either could have done it differently or they did it too much, where she's like, oh, like, you know, if I have kids, and her sister's like, when, not if. And it's like she sees that little girl on the security camera with her mother, and then she looks over and sees Owen. And it's like, I get it. This woman's biological clock is ticking. I don't need to be reminded. And she's like, hey, we <laughs> went on one date once. You want to have sex? You want to have a kid? You want to get married? <laughs> kids. Like, Well, that that was probably part of her itinerary that she'd printed out for the date. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been. He didn't get that far into it. What yeah. diet doesn't allow for tequila? Like, he, he was trying to get some. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame him? Well, I mean, what else are you going to do in, it. you know, Central America? You're going to go out and drink tequila and have a good time. Damn straight. <laughs> now, you mentioned about the idea of um, the the Mitchell family. Something, uh, we'll talk about the kids. Uh, something that really bugged me was the divorce angle. That uh, was completely unnecessary. I I agree with that to an extent. I wish there would have been more resolution to it because there really wasn't any, but I I think it did serve a purpose to kind of motivate Zach to make sure that Gray had a good time because after that conversation, you could see that suddenly he was trying to... He was pushing harder for him to have a good time, and I think that was part of the motivation for why they decided to go off-roading in the gyrosphere. Well, there's one part that didn't make any sense whatsoever to me. Um, when the parents are like, this was supposed to be a family weekend. 
and it's like, oh, well, shut the fuck up. Like, in the beginning when the kids go away. At, like, if it was a family weekend, then why didn't the parents go? You know what threw me off about it, too? The opening that they had with the kids and they're, like, teasing Zach for, you know, his girlfriend and stuff, they didn't seem like they were a couple that was going to get divorced. Yeah. They, they, they seemed only... like a loving family, you know? I mean, maybe that was an act for the kids because there, then there was that line when they walked away at the airport, like, so much for one last family breakfast or whatever he said. Well, I mean, the kids obviously knew, and I mean, the little one was smart enough that he was that he Googled the lawyers to know they were divorce <laughs> lawyers. It, I, the divorce didn't seem like it was like the kids knew about it, but like they kind of like they, they got the hint. They knew what was going on. But one thing that it didn't get resolved in your face, but I maybe this was just I didn't pay close enough attention at the beginning. But both times I saw it, it didn't catch my eye. But at the end of the movie, when the parents go to the island and they get their kids, both parents are wearing their wedding rings. Hmm. Now, I don't know if this means, like, the fear for their children kind of brought them back together. Like, or maybe they, like, maybe they postponed it. Like, hey, look, we'll keep trying a little bit, but if not, fuck it, divorce. But I don't remember them wearing the rings in the beginning of the movie or when the mother's talking when she's like I thought she was a lawyer at first but then I kind of figured maybe she's sitting with her lawyer and I I never noticed like like a, a wedding ring wasn't prominent that I was like mm, okay there's a ring well, at the end I'm, I'm like both of them are wearing it I think I know what it is alright we've got Star-Lord Gwen Stacy Kingpin Dr. Rodka uh Judy Greer is going to be in Ant-Man. Oh, those, yeah. Those two rings, they're working with Mandarin. Mm. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I didn't notice anything about the rings, but at the same time, it's like, this, to me, they could have done exactly the same movie and they could have gotten rid of the parent angle and they could have just been two parents that were, you know, they love their kids and they didn't want them to die and we wouldn't have been retreading ground from Jurassic Park 3. I mean, that movie's got a divorced mother and father that go to track down their kid that's in the park and has the same kind of hairstyle as Grey does. And, <laughs> you know, like, and has read a whole bunch of stuff about dinosaurs. And it's like, so the only difference between the two is there's another brother. <laughs> you know, like, so to me, that was kind of like ha, another Weasley. Silence. <laughs> but I actually did like Gray. Um, he didn't fall victim to the annoying little kid syndrome that a lot of movies do. Zach was kind of a pain in the ass, but he was supposed to be. And yeah, I mentioned before, like it was good that Claire wasn't suddenly a badass action hero. I'm very glad that the kids weren't too. Like the only thing that they really contributed is when Gray hit that button and the what's it called, like. Uh, Dilophosaurus or something like that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That, when that little hologram came up and oh, and it freaked the raptor him. out. Yeah, like that was something that a little kid could do. Like he equally wasn't grabbing a spear and you know. Wait, what do you mean that's something a little kid could do? He could. You know, it was just... realistic that he could do that as they're running away because he. Owen. Owen did it. Owen did it. I thought that Gray did it. No, Owen did it as they ran away. Oh. I was with you, Tony. I thought Gray did it too. But I mean, the second Gray didn't do it, then you were useless, little kid. <laughs> well, while this is over, all right, stop <laughs> listening. 
I mean, I'll have to watch it a third time now, but I'm pretty well, confident yeah, it was out. I have, I have to watch it a third time anyway to look at the, look for the wedding rings, but... <laughs> that second time, I was really looking at stuff. Like, I'd already seen the movie, so I didn't have to, like, watch it again. So I was really looking for, like, little things, and I'm pretty sure it was Owen that did that. You by any chance grab when they first mentioned Barry's name? Because I didn't catch it the entire movie. Wait, who's Barry? Okay, there you go, you didn't then. <laughs> I don't remember who that is. Barry's the other raptor trainer. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, what, the foreign guy? Yeah, I don't know where he's from. Um, yeah. The he one who like clearly was, from, was going like, to die and then didn't. Right, he was like, it was obvious he was African, but I couldn't tell, like, where. Yeah, I don't know if that's, like, like Mozambique or, like, you know, one of those kind of things. Because to me, it's like, I mix up Australian and British. It's the if, Republic if of the Congo. Of- if any of you listeners know for sure, let us know. Yeah, tell us not only where Barry's from, but when they ever called him Barry, because I had to look him up on INDB. It was just like, oh, that guy. Because after we got done watching the movie, Chris Urban's like, hey, was that Bishop? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I think it was. I think that he's going to try to kill Mandarin now. You know? uh, I was surprised he didn't die, though. And not just because he would fall victim to the whole the black guy's gotta die kind of thing, but oh, I think yes. they totally would have set him up because, you know, if they kill one of the raptor trainers, then it makes it seem like, well, the raptor trainers are fucked. And well, so you, even Owen. the young kid in the hat, like, didn't die. The one that Owen saved in the beginning, even he didn't get eaten. I don't remember that kid. Wait, the young kid in the... Oh, that... The, the trainer. The trainer guy. The, I'm thinking the, of, like, the little kid. The, or the feeder, whatever you want to call him, who was trying to get the pig. Yeah, I mean, he seemed like he was in, like, his 20s, where everyone else was in their 30s, so, like, kid compared to them, maybe, but... Speaking <laughs> of kids, I really... Just side note, I really, really enjoyed the, you know, exhausted teenager who didn't give a shit running the um, gyrosphere ride. Oh, that was so realistic. I was happy they did that. Oh, uh, the, the, um... The park guy was just like, I just work here, guys. I just that work here, like, guys. And he had to read the book to say, all right, please, everyone, go back to the resort. <laughs> and he's just like, enjoy your ride. Which is exactly <laughs> what they fucking do at Disney. Like, mm-hmm. every and, every yeah. theme park. And I mean, yes. we can sit here and say, oh, it'll be so exciting. But if you actually worked at that park, you'd probably get so bored of doing that job, even if you are surrounded by dinosaurs. So I applaud yeah, that, well, that realism. That's, that's what, I saw the movie uh, today with my parents. And that's one thing my dad didn't understand. He's like, they're dinosaurs. Like, why aren't they, like, more excited? I'm like, you got to realize, when Jurassic Park came out in 93, that to them was that moment. And now we are in 2015, 22 years later. Dinosaurs, and they even say it in the movie, seeing a stegosaurus is like seeing an elephant. They don't care anymore. Like, it's, it was exciting. And they said in the beginning, like, the genetic research they did was the equivalent of magic. But now it's like, all right, there's another dinosaur. Oh, look, they found another dinosaur. They'll probably have that at the park next year. It's just, it's, you have to realize it's been two decades Mm -hmm. and that nobody gives a shit. Now, I I didn't understand the whole aspect of we need to keep getting people coming to the park. I mean, Disney's been around for decades, long more than Jurassic World existed. The park existed, I think they said like 10 years. And dinosaurs have been around for 20. Like, Disney World has been around since like the 50s or 60s, hasn't it? And like they have not had a decline. They don't. I don't think they need new attractions at Disney World to keep people coming. You know what I mean? 
They still that do. Was the only well, they, they they still do it, and I think it it's not extreme like where Disney World's going to shut down unless they open new rides. But they're definitely always thinking about that to try to keep numbers either steady or increasing. Even yeah, I feel like even ten years with the park, like it's not like everyone in the world has been to Jurassic World three times, and they're like, oh. Right. Right? Like, eh, novelty's over. Like, I feel like there's still excitement. There's still a novelty to it. So that was the one part where they're like, we need to keep making new, bigger dinosaurs. Like, at the, that, like, yeah, okay, I haven't been to the zoo in maybe a couple years. But that doesn't mean, like, hey, we just got, like, a white tiger. Oh, well, now I'm going to go to the zoo. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just because we have no reference frame of dinosaurs existing. So I can't know for a fact how I would feel if dinosaurs had been around a long time. But I feel like like the, the new I understood the genetic hybrids. I understood them being like, all right, now let's really give them something. Let's just but, fuck everything up. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's make things impossible to control and you know. I did like though that it wasn't just, hey, we need a new attraction. Let's start hybriding things. It was really like, alright, they're making a military weapon. And they're just going to put it under the guise of an attraction. Mm-hmm. I, I, At first, when they introduced the the Hoskins character, I was like, this is kind of lame. Like, well, you know, we can use these for the military and stuff. But then when they actually made that a part of why the Indominus Rex was what it was, then it made sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely. I was surprised that InGen, it was like, we've got their InGen, the private security sector. And it's like, this was a genetics company. 20 years later, their private security is equivalent to military? Yep. Apparently. <laughs> okay. Case closed. Well, they looked at the first park, and then they looked at everything that went down in Jurassic Park 2, and they were just like, we need a lot more security. We need, like, thousands of postal weights and <laughs> nobody else. But I did like the Hoskins character. I thought that that was a hit. Uh, do you guys like that, or do you think that he was a little bit over the top? Because I've been kind of hearing that a little bit, too. I liked Hoskins. There was a, there were times where he was a little too over the top, because it was like, all right, we get it. You want the dinosaurs for military use. Yeah. And he's we like, don't need yeah, to be but... reminded of that every time you're on screen. <laughs> like He yeah. pops up just in the background. He's like, yeah, but military. Money, money, money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I agree. I liked him overall, but I think he was kind of skirting that line of being over the top. Like, the one scene in particular, when he went up to the top of that building and was watching the pterodactyls fuck shit up, and like, just he, might as well, he might as well have just been, like, twiddling his fingers like Mr. Burns, like, going, <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That's exactly what I thought when I saw it. But other than that, yeah, I liked him. I'm really disappointed he didn't take a dinosaur and bash its head in with a car door. <laughs> 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 fucking decapitate one of them <laughs> no i did one part of the movie that i did think was a little annoying is like how many more fucking people had to die before they started to believe owen right where it's like all right guys this is what's about to happen no shut up you're not in control here shit happens all right yeah. guys you better do this we're not gonna do that shit happens guys you should really be doing this fuck you owen you haven't been right once <laughs> And the, the other line that really bothered me, like, I understand it, but it still pissed me off when Owen said, evacuate the island, and Claire goes, we'll never reopen. I was like, people have died. People have died, and they will continue to die. Like, I understand your concern, but at the same time, come on now. How are you, you know, going to cover that you know up? Why? You know why I was all right with that line? Because that's exactly 
what some fucking corporate person would say. That is exactly their first thought. We wouldn't reopen. It's like, like that. It was part of what I liked about this movie with how real some stuff was, like the corporate, like Pepsi Saurus, that whole thing, like that joke. But like, I really did appreciate that. Like, this is what would happen. You would have some son of a bitch go, "Hey, the dinosaur just got out, and people are dead. Uh, better keep it quiet. We uh, we, we don't want like uh, people finding out." Which it's a good thing that they had Lowry because he was able to pinpoint that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. On the opposite end of the spectrum, though, a character that I didn't like, and this is actually a miss of mine, is Simon Misrani. He uh, was just a little bleh, like. He was over the top, but rem- he even said like he he was entrusted with the park by Hammond, and Hammond was over the top. If he would have been so, like, like just a, an overall decent guy, I would have liked him better. But the whole helicopter thing was stupid. He, he was a fancy rich guy who thought he could do whatever he wanted. But at his core, he was a nut. He was a good person. Like like he he joked with the military guys. Like to me, it seemed like all right. This is a guy who grew up with money and has money, and so everything he does is just for his own amusement. But at the same time, like he was ready to shut Wu down like like snap of his finger all because like only a couple people had died at that point claire was like nope we can't evacuate and he's like i'll shut down the entire genetics lab if i have to he was more concerned than claire was at some points yeah that is true i i I have no real strong opinions on him either way like i didn't love him i didn't hate him he was just kind of there to me he, he served his purpose but yeah, that I, I don't really have a whole lot to say on him. What about the dinosaurs? Let's start getting into those because those are obviously just as much characters as everybody else. Everybody in the same boat as I am. God damn those brachiosauruses or whatever they are. The feels. <laughs> my my mom and my girlfriend said they almost like cried. They had tears in their eyes, and I'm even the second time. Um, I'm like, God damn. Yeah, and then that and the music, which we'll get to the music some more, but I thought the score in that scene was very, very good. The, the Triceratops lived in the first one. It was just sick. This one, you actually see it stop breathing. Like, you, God yeah. damn You it. see it look at them like, why am I dying? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it was, it's like fucking seeing like a mentally challenged kid like, Mama, what's happening? It's like, yeah. shh, shh, shh. It was like Littlefoot's grandparents. Be quiet. You're just drowning or something. Like, <laughs> go to sleep. Go to sleep. Yeah. Go to sleep and never wake up. Just close those eyes. It was just like oh, dream like, forever, baby. I know that like they pulled that off. Like that was obviously you were supposed to feel like that, and that's why Claire. That's her moment of clarity for that. But I was just like, damn, this is sad. Like I know. Would you have said Tony that was a moment of Claire? Itty. I knew that was uh, coming. Uh, yes, I would have. Because <laughs> I love stupid ass puns like that. <laughs> uh, she was very endearing. In that moment. Alright, you're stretching it now. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have said she was very Bryce Dallas Howardy? No. Now, now you're just embarrassing <laughs> yourself. Get out. God damn it. <laughs> but um the those dinosaurs of course they they stood out. Um a lot of feels on that one. A lot of feels when it comes to the Velociraptors too. They ended up being 
characters that people really got behind. And um, Jackie that we were seeing it with, she was just like worried the whole time that they were going to get killed. And it was just like, there's got to be at least one left. And then it's like, Blue, you're my boy. And, yeah, and when, when, they looked, when they looked at Owen and then looked back at the Indominus and said, fuck you, we're going to try to kill you. That was a beautiful moment. Yeah, but then, like, they, but then they did it again at the end. I think that's part right. They like yeah, that... looked it out when they were like, "Oh man!" But he like gave us mice. <laughs> uh, okay, I thought you meant when it, when the Indominus talked to them. No, no, no. I was talking about when um, the Indominus showed up at the very end, and the Raptors looked at Owen, and then Owen like gave them that little nod or whatever, and then they went after the Indominus, or then he whistled, and they went after the Indominus. So that. Anyway, this whole thing was just derailed. <laughs> you guys in the same boat as I am when it comes to you want to see Blue in the future, whatever movies that they do, that maybe like he oh, yeah, well, or she. When uh, he whistled and they attacked. Yes. Like, now one like thing we should they'll... clarify for some. Go ahead. We're not. Sam? <laughs> Sam, are you with us? All right, I'll go move on then. Uh, He's something gone. that something that um, I would love to see is not only Blue come back, but you know maybe they find some other raptors like on the island or something like the raptors from the first film or something like that, and maybe there's like offspring. Yeah, like, I agree. Uh, that would be cool. Yeah, so uh, I lost the call for a second and then came back. So hi everybody. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome back. We could tell that you lost the call because right then we just lost. Oh, you bastards! Like pausing like that made me think I lost the call again. So fuck both of you. You did. <laughs> That's why I just yeah, said yeah, that yeah. we could have lost you again. <laughs> so if you hear but, uh, uh, weird but, things uh, going on on Sam's end, that's because that's Sam's end. Uh, yeah, basically. he's not. He's not actually like in the middle of his sentences, just stopping and. You know. No, he's carefully yeah. thinking about his next words, and sometimes he just takes. So what were you saying? <laughs> The Raptors, uh, what would you like to see in the future? Is Blue a character you want to see return? So what were you saying about the Raptors? (laughs) I I do want to see Blue return, especially if, um, like, only if there's Owen. Like, I don't want to just see Blue, like, show up and kill somebody. But I also don't want Blue to turn, like, a hero. Like, every time there's a dinosaur problem, Blue swoops in. Spinoff idea, Blue's Clues, starring Blue and Owen. (laughs) Saves the day. I, I would watch that. I want him to be the animals first and foremost. So if he has to, like, eat a bitch, I want him to eat a bitch. Maybe maybe there's going to be, like... It's just that little raptor hook on on everything. There's going to be... Blue's going to meet, like, red or something. And then they're going to have, like, green as their kid. Or, like, you know, it's going to be, like, all just color. I think that they're going to do something like that. Blue is too important of a character in this movie not to come back. Yeah, some of those raptor deaths were fucking extreme, though. Yeah, like, into the fire... Not only into the fire, but you fucking blew it up. And it was uh, looking yeah, at Owen like, he that. was looking at Owen like, hey man, like, no hard feelings. Like, you're still one of us. And <laughs> Yeah, that one hurt. Owen was going to get through to him. And then him or her, I don't know. But then all of a sudden, RPGs fire. Yeah, but that one was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because um, D'Onofrio's character was like, hey, just k- kill off the rogues and then promote loyal bloodlines and all that. Do we know and which one was killed like that? It was, up. it was what Charlie Delta Blue and what was the other one? Charlie Delta Echo and Blue. Echo, Echo. that was Charlie. 
Yeah, fuck Echo. Um, T-Rex, though, the shit. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know why he called him... I don't know why he called Blue the beta. I mean, the way he... Because he was talking like they were all military terms. Well, it's like the alpha and the beta, and, you know, he's the beta, but Owen was the alpha. And we just lost Sam again. I think so. so. Sam will come back out and be like, and then the beta. (laughs) (laughs) But T-Rex, very, very cool that T-Rex popped up again. And apparently they've said that that is supposed to be the same T-Rex as the first film. That that is awesome. Yeah, you you notice at the very end when it's standing like on that helicopter pad, it's got three claw marks down its head, but those aren't fresh; those are scars. And that's when the Velociraptors attacked it at the very end of the first one. Which kind of begs the question: How did they round it back up? That yeah, makes sense. Like, they I, have I, plenty it's, of goats. Too... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they just left like fucking Reese's pieces. They just left a bunch of goats. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, goat. Ooh, Ooh goat. <laughs> Just film well, I mean, that scene and show it to like... the audience where everybody in the audience can be like, aww, aww, aww. <laughs> Do you guys remember what happened? Have you guys seen Jurassic Park 3 recently? No. Yes. So I'm what useless. happened to the Spinosaurus at the end? Spinosaurus is... How does that get killed? Wow, how does that get killed? Because I noticed in Jurassic World, like in the little park where all the eateries and stuff are, there's a giant Spinosaurus skeleton. And the first time, I'm just like, oh, cool, throwback to Jurassic Park 3. But after looking at it, I'm like, but those aren't fossilized bones. Those are just bones. So it, like, that might be the same Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park 3, and they propped its skeleton up. Trying to look this up here. Um... A crane collapses on it. Ouch. Hmm. That could have, that they could all, have retrieved the body. That was, you know, at the point of the movie where I'm just like, oh, fuck this movie. But, um, they did a couple of Yeah, they of never nods. mentioned Site B. Spinosaurus, actually, in a lot of ways, was sort of like the Indominus Rex, but I do like the Indominus Rex. I think that that was a good direction for them to go, because... How much are you going to get better than a T-Rex and stuff? Well, you make a T-Rex, Velociraptor, camouflage, predator mode, fucking beast (laughs) that can grab people with its hands because it has, like, you know... It can actually regulate its thermal output. And what are they going to do? What are they going to do for the sequel? You know, how do they make something Jurassic World 2 or whatever they call it? Wait, you didn't see that? For what? You didn't see that, Tony? Didn't see what? When when they're in the genetics lab and they go into that secret room, the kid's like, that's not a real dinosaur, and D'Onofrio like, looks at it, and on the screen, it's got a picture, and it says T-Rex Alpha. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, but like, what is that going to be like? Is that, it just going like, to be it, a it bigger looked, T-Rex? And it looked it? like the Indominix. Yeah, it looked like Indominus, but I'm sure it's like probably bigger and... Because like D'Onofrio even mentions like something something fraction of the size like, so like it's probably gonna be like worse than Indominus or like maybe it'll be like Indominus but there's gonna be like maybe two or three of them this time. This time they won't eat their siblings. We're gonna find um, out that that's not the alpha that uh, Owen Grady's the actual T Rex alpha. <laughs> you're looking at him, kid. Man is the real villain. 
There were a lot of reports before this movie came out that they were going to make a human dinosaur hybrid. And that would have been dumb. <laughs> well, well, no, that was the original script for Jurassic Park 4 that got scrapped. Yeah. Because Spielberg wouldn't sign off on it, wouldn't do a yeah. single... He wouldn't even consult on the film because that was a legitimate thing that they were thinking about doing. Because they can't do that. That's just... That would have been jumping so shark. stupid. But they took the best parts of that idea where dinosaurs and military use, and they put it in this film. If they were going to do that, this was the way to go. So what about the pterodactyls that's actually one of my downsides of this movie there's a shot in it that like the special effects are great you know of course they are they couldn't do shit that was worse because if they would have been backtracking it would have been ridiculous but um there's one shot i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) yeah and the second time it's no better where the uh the kids are almost pierced that's the one that you guys are talking that's what i'm thinking of yeah, where but, it looks but like you they know just what? have a little um, beak on like a a dolly, and they just like pushed it or something. It's yeah, really but you know what? Fake. On, on the flip side of that, I liked when the pterodactyl flew into the helicopter and pierced the co-pilot. That was cool. That but... actually was cool. But when the kids are doing it, that was See, I agree. I, that was stupid. I think they I think they were going for something that just didn't play properly i think it would have worked better if maybe it was like the point of view shot of the kids of the pterodactyl coming towards them and then maybe it just it stops just short but just that shot of the beak with it just looked (laughs) so awkward and the pterodactyl when it was falling from the sky right before then it was like crashing into things and i'm sitting there like in my head i'm going (laughs) (laughs) that's the only shot of the movie that i looked at and i was just like fake <laughs> that's well, really well, another one that the first time i thought it was stupid but after thinking about it it's like they weren't just pterodactyls some of those dinosaurs kind of almost look like they had t-rex heads yeah some of those mean? looked like they were and, hybrids and well no they're not hybrids they actually i'm pretty sure those are actual dinosaurs but like ignorant me is like oh well it flies it's a pterodactyl and it's like no there were a bunch of flying dinosaurs and i'm pretty sure that was a real thing yeah, but I'm also pretty sure that there weren't any pterodactyls that were made out of plastic. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> the fake-looking pterodactyl shot. Yeah. Uh, There's well, no yeah. hybrids of them. Well, see, we're, we're just using pterodactyl as an umbrella term, but all the paleontologists listening to this, I'm sure there are many of them, are furious. Well, I think they're actually called pterodons or something, but fuck them, it's pterodactyl. Power Rangers instilled that in me, and I'm not going back on it. We're just going to call them Terry. <laughs> Damn it, Terry! <laughs> All the paleontologists listening to us—you can sponsor us too, right? <laughs> yeah, name a dinosaur after us. Yeah, go on. The review Pointosaurus or something. Fanboys Anonymous presents. Yeah, Fanboys Anonymous already sounds like a fucking <laughs> dinosaur. The, uh, the the very first homosexual dinosaur, the very saurus. <laughs> the Megasaurus. There you go. Sequels. (laughs) So, I got pretty much everything that I had written down here um, for my notes and stuff. The only other thing that we haven't touched upon yet is the music. Uh, I know Ronnie wanted to mention something about that. Did you like that, Ronnie, or were you kind of um, in the same idea that... I keep saying in the same boat. I don't know why I'm doing (laughs) that. Uh, I kind of looked at it as... 
it was a little bit annoying that they had the um, the theme, the main theme, pop up a couple different times the way they did it because it just reminded me that it wasn't the same movie and it seemed a little forced. But I would have been upset if they never had it. I think overall it worked well. I really and I enjoyed the using the theme when the kids first arrived at the park because how are you going to top the sense of wonder that comes from that theme? It's just not possible. So, like, just seeing Gray running through the park, running into the room, and then throwing the shades open or throwing the doors open, and then that tracking shot with the theme swelling, I thought that worked really, really well. Yeah. But the- I do think in some places it, it was a little intrusive where it just comes out of nowhere and then immediately disappears. Mm-hmm. But like the Masrani part. Yeah. But I I enjoyed it when the T Rex was coming out. I thought that worked well. Just to say, hey, here's our throwback to the first movie. Yeah, the only four parts that I would have played that theme, and I'm pretty sure they played that theme like fucking eight times in this movie. I would have played it at the very beginning when the kids get to the park. I would have played it when you saw the T Rex. I would have played it when they found the old park, and then I would have played it at the very end. Well, they did start it. They. They started the theme when they found the old park. When the kids were walking up, it's those few lone notes that play at the beginning of it started, but then they right. kind of dropped yeah. it. Yeah. I would I would have played it while they were walking through, like, very silently. Like, yeah. while they were, like, seeing everything. But, yeah, I thought Michael Giacchino did a did a very good job, considering it's you, it's so hard to try to match or top John Williams' music for anything, pretty much, that considering the challenge he had, I, I think he did a very good job. Yeah, I, I don't know, though, because to me, music is only a plus when it emphasizes the scenes that it's in or it's memorable. And so far, the only music, and I saw the movie twice, the only music I can think of like, yeah, I remember that, is the original Jurassic Park theme. Like, th- there was no music that made me think of Jurassic World in particular. That's true. Yeah, I'll give you that. They, sh- they should have done, like, Jurassic Park. I wouldn't have said take Jurassic Park and tweak it and make it a little different. Then it would have just sounded like a complete ripoff. Dubstep but at least theme. <laughs> yeah. But, like, make a theme that's your own and then use that. Like, that... That would be my only critique of the music for the movie. There there was kind of a little motif, I guess you could call it, that came back a few times. But see, the, the problem is it's not memorable enough for me to sing it now. But seeing the, it the second time, I noticed there were a few occasions when a certain melody came back. Are you sure that wasn't a character theme, though? It could have been a character theme, but it still something distinct to this movie that I liked it but again not enough that I can sing it back to you right now do it anyway no Simon Mastrani <laughs> flying helicopters <laughs> blowing up in the dome thing <laughs> there's a hole in the aviary there's a breach in the aviary I'm sorry I fucked it up Alan <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm actually really glad of one thing. At the very end when the T-Rex comes and fights Indominus, that Indominus beat the shit out of it. 
Yeah. I, you would not have sold me that it's the same T-Rex from the first one, and however old it was in that one, maybe a few years old, that now it's in its 20s. I'm not sure how long dinosaurs lived. I'm no expert on that. But it's at least an older dinosaur. It's an original. And you're going to convince me that it would have gone toe-to-toe with Indominus and or beat it. I would have been, like, completely checked out. Like, all right, now, like, nah, I don't believe that. And even the Velociraptor fighting with it. Like, I didn't completely buy it, but then, like, it, it was clear they weren't going to win until the Mosasaurus came and just fucked everything. That, that was one thing we didn't talk about much, the Mosasaurus, that fucking badass thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, we talked about it with that British woman's brutal death, but I did think it was hilarious. Like, I understand they called it a Mosasaurus, like, two or three times, but maybe you don't remember what it was called. Some people get really tripped up with dinosaur names, but I just remember when it popped up and bit Indominus and then pulled it into the water, my mom just goes, yeah, whale. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, mom, mom, no, no. Both times I saw it everyone burst out in applause at that moment yeah i, I started the applause with the first time we saw it and i was proud of that <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's, that it's is going things. around people are like tons of different uh, movie theaters are clapping for that moment so that's good yeah that shows that people are actually invested enough and i mean it was it was awesome because it was like you get to see you know the baddest one out of the entire thing come back just for one more shot like yeah right. and it, it was well established it you saw it jump out of the water twice before so it's just you know the roll of threes it had to happen again exactly um now i'm thinking of all the celebrities that have died recently the roll of three <laughs> like the most uh, is gonna uh, eat the third one whoever's gonna <laughs> it ate <Sad>. christopher lee <laughs> so what would you guys say is the biggest hit and the biggest miss of the movie? I would have to say biggest hit, the, either the Raptors working with uh, Chris Pratt to help save the day, or just a combination of the T Rex and the Raptors because he's a you know badass. But the biggest miss, no Goldblum. I miss that guy. Could have been like uh, yeah, my biggest know. miss was no other characters. You know what I mean? Like, I know, like, they wouldn't have been dumb enough to probably go back. Because they they'd probably, if I was, like, Dr. Grant or something, I'd be like, you know what? Jurassic Park, Jurassic World's been open for ten years. I go there, and that'll be the day. Well, he didn't even want to go back, you know, in Jurassic Park 3. So, like, there's no reason for them to, right. to bring him back. But at the same time, I would have liked some kind of thing where it said, like, I don't know, maybe, like, um, I don't know, maybe uh, on the, the ride when they say, please go back to the um, station or whatever, when they were supposed to all, you know, the, the warnings and stuff, maybe instead of uh, that, it could have been like, you need to return this, must go faster or something like you know, <laughs> I, some Yeah, kind of I did like the, uh, the DNA cartoon guy was back. Oh, yeah. Like, little things cool. like that. The dinosaur that killed Newman was like there, like, like well, only there in like projection form. But, yeah. Like, it was the little things like that that I did appreciate. But at the same time, like, I would have liked to have seen Jeff Goldblum or, like, uh, Sam... What's his name? Sam Elliott? Uh, Dr. Grant? Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Yeah. Uh, So, like, one of them come back, but, like, I get it. Like, both of them have been back twice, respectively. And it's like, they'd they'd be stupid to go back again. 
they'd be completely stupid. So I, I get it, but I, I did like the uh, Ian Malcolm book on like there there's a moment where you see it said like written by Dr. Ian Malcolm and you see Jeff Goldblum's picture on the book. It's never in focus, but you can tell it's him with a big like poofy black hair. Hmm. So like I the, that I could appreciate it and they had like John Hammond like a statue of yeah, him the in, like the Hammond laboratory. <laughs> so like little things like that I did appreciate. Who had the book? But was I would have Lowry? liked to have seen a throwback. Who had the what? Who had the book? Was that Lowry? Lowry. It was on his desk with his like little toys. He was the man. And, I mean, he did have that old retro Jurassic Park shirt, so that was cool. Got it on eBay for $150. Mint conditions, $300. <laughs> yeah. And he but goes like, for the kiss. <laughs> to me, the biggest Oh, I have hit. a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I know God, that you guys that moment, that, that remind, That's probably, like, two-thirds of our fan base is probably guys like that. <laughs> not anymore, they're not. We've <laughs> lost two-thirds of our fan base. <laughs> Debit, we lost a paleontologist base. We lost. Who else can we piss off? Yeah, the Christians left a long time ago. And the Republicans did when we were talking about the whole gay rights and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the biggest hit of this movie, without a doubt to me, is the Indominus Rex. I mean, that thing was a fucking badass. What about you, Ronnie? What's the biggest hit and miss? For me, I think the biggest hit is just the special effects in general. Just all of those fucking dinosaurs, but especially the Indominus Rex. It's just that I really felt like I was there, especially in IMAX 3D. That was legit, just like the original park. But my biggest miss, in addition to the lack of the original characters, I would have loved just to hear Jeff Goldblum's laugh. Like, that that would have been enough just somehow to have that laugh in this movie. I would also have to say, this is a minor... This is more of a minor issue, but... There were no real lines that I feel like I'll be quoting forever, like the original Jurassic Park. Just the dialogue's not wasn't as fun, I guess you could say. Uh, but again, I, I mean, but, but again, that's that's I, a very minor critique. Many. Yeah. So that yeah, that's I'll very... agree with you that there's not as many. You want to interrupt me again, Ronnie? You mean you want to yeah. interrupt Ronnie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I say is important. God damn it. <laughs> He's lost the Ronnie audience. All right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There we go. And anyone whose last name is Brown, anyone whose skin color is brown. All right. Well. <laughs> now go ahead, Sam. What were you going to say? I was going to say that one of my favorite little throwaway lines in the film was like, "I gotta eat. I gotta hunt. I gotta, I gotta come pumps his fist a little bit." Like that was. Like you I know relate that was to in, at least one of those one things. Of those things. That was funny. Like, there's little lines throughout that I could quote, but I do agree with you. Like, Jurassic Park's got, like, a ton of them that if all you have to do is say that line, and they're like, yeah, Jurassic Park. I'll agree with you. There's not many, but there's a few I could think of. I can't think of any others than that. (laughs) Like, not a single one. Well, now you're putting me on the uh, spot here. Now you're going to think of another one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you gotta think of at least one more. Ah, fuck me. And it can't be... Ah! (laughs) I'm waiting. I'm thinking, (laughs) goddammit. It's been like five seconds. Come back to me. It's been like eight hours since I saw it last. (laughs) Oh, it's supposed to remember the things that are memorable. (laughs) Yeah, like Jesus, come on. 
Well, no, to be fair, though, when you're put on the spot like that, it is tough. Like, if somebody says to me, tell me about yourself, I'm lucky to remember my name. <laughs> well, then there was, like, you just went ahead and made a new dinosaur? Or, like... Yeah, that's uh, memorable. <laughs> or when he said, like, uh, what happened to the sibling? She ate it. Yeah, like, uh... 20 years from now when AFI is making another 100 years, 100 movie quotes thing, it'll be like, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. I could have been a contender. You know, uh, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take this anymore. She ate it. <laughs> don't, don't forget. Don't forget. Mom and dad are going to get divorced. <laughs> and remember, if something's chasing you, run. <laughs> so... Overall, would you guys say hit or a miss, Ronnie? Absolutely a hit. Go see this movie if you were a fan of Jurassic Park. Sam, hit or miss? Oh, no doubt, hit. This if you're if you're expecting like the next like Jurassic Park as far as quality, I'd still argue that there are parts of this that put it on par. But if you're Wait, just no, going to be like, well, <laughs> if you're just going to be like, oh well, that wasn't as good as the first one, so I hate it. Like, shut the fuck up. It's better. It's way better than the other two, and it's it's a great time at the movies. Which, speaking of that, I have to throw out another side note. I wanted to mention earlier, as I was leaving the first time, some girl, probably you know, ten feet back or so, I overheard her conversation, and ten she feet was. Tall. Yes, 10 feet tall. And she was saying something like, oh, I only saw parts of the first one, but I saw the third one about 100 times. And I thought, "What? are you kidding me? Well, how old was she? She's, she was at least a teenager, probably like late teens. You got to remember, though, like Jurassic Park 3 came out in 2001. So like, oh, I, I was 11, so this girl would have been like probably the same age I was when the first one came out. Yeah, she, she has a responsibility to watch the good one. Yeah, but no kids these days watch the good ones. They always watch, like, the ones that come out around when they were a kid. Like, if there are kids that are going to be going to see The Force Awakens, and they start going, yeah, I've seen, uh, you know, The Phantom Menace about a hundred times, <laughs> but I've, I've never watched Empire, I'll be like, fuck you. But you know what? But I would not be surprised. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, that's sad. Fuck you if you do that kind of shit. There goes that audience, too. Um, there goes the young teenage audience. Well, uh, you know, I was hoping that this would have been a tweener kind of podcast. <laughs> so there goes the idea of doing a Twilight one. Damn. Twilight sucks. Yeah, like I'm going to watch those fucking movies. Um, <laughs> so before we say goodbye to you guys, we're going to go around the room one more time, give a plug to whatever we've got going on, uh, projects that you should look out for, articles to write up, different stuff like that. Anything out there that you want to alert people of, Sam? Um, I'm just going to be writing for fanboysanonymous.com. You can catch me writing for that. Uh, catch me on more podcasts. There's a lot of fucking movies I want to watch this summer, and I have no money to see them, so that's going to be interesting. And uh, I'm trying to still get uh, YouTube channel Science 101 up, so if you want to watch uh, see Science 101 on Facebook, I put a bunch of like science-y pictures up there. And uh, science101blog.tumblr.com, there's always some cool stuff there, so check that out. Ronnie, anything on your end? How do I follow that? Um, nothing in particular. I'll just be continuing to write for fanboys. I would say this week with E3 coming up on the video game front, if there's anything really exciting that really grabs my attention, I'll be writing something up about it. But other than that, I don't have anything set in stone. But definitely keep checking out fanboys and keep checking out all the other great stuff people have going on. 
definitely uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher if you guys aren't a part of that and you're watching this on YouTube. If you're on iTunes and Stitcher and you want to check out our YouTube channel, that's youtube.com slash fanboysanonymous. Follow the Twitter account, which is fanboysanon, the Facebook account, fanboysanonymous. Go check out all the different articles that are coming up and stuff. And Sam alluded to it earlier. We've got more podcasts coming your way this month. The June edition of the Four Real Movie Club is going to be Terminator films. So Woo! half of those are going to be amazing, and the other half are going to be terrible. Uh, easily, Terminator 2 is my favorite movie of all time, so uh, you'll hear me geek out like an insane bastard on that one. Um, we've got reviews coming up for Terminator Genesis, which I'm sure we will just shit all over because that's going to be terrible. Uh, <laughs> we've got a uh, review for what was it, the movie that comes after that? Ant-Man, I think is the next one. It's after that. Um, yeah. And there's going to be a fantastic four too. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a fantastic four. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you hear that Fox took the original movies off of streaming sites? So you can't, watch them on Amazon or iTunes or anything because they want to they don't want to confuse people with the new with the reboot coming out. <laughs> I don't think anybody got confused with the amazing Spider Man, so why would we be fucking confused with Fantastic Four? Like right, talk to Fox on that one. I I'm just the messenger. Why is Johnny Storm black now? What happened there? Uh well you should have watched Fantastic Three to figure that out. That's where they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, obviously, pay attention to all the other fanboys' content like that. If you happen to be going to the Too Many Games convention in uh, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at the end of this month, we are going to be there. We're going to be represented with myself, Mike Payton, and Chris Dace. We're going to do a panel called Addicted to Geek Culture, where we'll be able to talk to you guys, do a Q&A session, and ramble on, and kind of do a live podcast and stuff. But Just be aware that there may be, in fact, too many games. They might be just enough. I think they might have figured it out by now. A moderate amount of games. Yeah. Perfectly fine <laughs> amount of games. It's not as catchy of a name, though. Yeah, <laughs> plus it's a lot harder to type that out. Too many games. Too many games. Too many games. I see uh, what I you're doing I'm... there. I yep. have no idea this is going over my head, but I'm kind of feeling like it should. Too many cooks, Tony. Get with the fucking times. Go watch it after this, Tony. It'll change your life. Uh, oh, too many cooks. I got a feeling that'll spoil the broth. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that actually a line in the song? Oh, I don't even know. That was That's probably a... one of those unmemorable lines from Jurassic World. <laughs> 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 yes, it's seen, you know, with uh, B.D. Wong, where he's just like, too many people cooking up dinosaurs. It's going to spoil the broth. Ah, the broth ancient, ancient Chinese secret, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So on behalf of everybody on the panel, as well as all the fanboys and fangirls that couldn't be here tonight, thank you for listening, shooting the breeze with us. We hope you had fun, and we want to know what you think were the hits and misses of Jurassic World. So leave your comments below, make sure you subscribe, share this, and stay tuned to everything else coming your way from fanboysanonymous.com. 